Okay, welcome back to the Press Play Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that's still waiting on that base to drop. How many more of these do you have? Oh, I have a lot. Uh, like, this is never going to get old. I'm Ian. I'm Seth. I'm Dasher. And we have a lot to discuss in just a few short hours. I could do this all night. Yeah, uh, no doubt. You, you know what? You know what, though? Before we begin, I do have something for the both of you. Uh, F-L-O-R-I-D-A-S-T-A-T-E. We almost lost, but we won. Suck the dick. Okay. I've never hated you more than I hate you in this very moment in time. <laughs> I didn't uh, need to relive that uh, heartbreak, but here uh, we are. Well, are you good? Hey, I, I mean, okay. a, a blonde hog finds an acorn every once in a while, okay? That's all I'm going to say about that. A blind hawk? Isn't it blind hog. squirrel? Oh, a blind hog. I it was squirrel. I mean, sure, that works too. Anyway, so we have a lot to discuss. Uh, not a lot of a lot of nerd news, but I don't really want to spend too much time on it. And our feature of the week, which is Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. All right. We'll get into that. All right. So nerd yeah. news. Disney had this Disney Plus day. Uh-huh. Honey fucking duh. Um, yeah, they gave us a 14 minute video. Um 12 of which was just clips of previous shows and movies that we've already seen. 70 seconds were dedicated to future shows that we're going to see. Um, Of that 70 seconds, we got to see a glimpse of uh, Kamala Khan's character, Miss Marvel. Um, Pretty cool character if you've ever played the Avengers video game. Uh, That's the first time I'd ever heard of her. Um, Really cool concept. Um, I'm not necessarily here for it. It's just whatever. Sure. I'll, watch I really it if it comes am, on. I'll be honest. Before we get into any of this, I wasn't here for any of it. I just don't care because they and, didn't show us anything. So why are we well, even here? All right. If, let, if all they're going to do is announce shit. Then whatever. I don't care. Let, let's skip to it. The, um, the moon Knight snippet that we saw, um, which will be starring Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector. Mm-hmm. Um, when this was first announced months ago, I didn't think this was going to work for the main reason they're releasing Moon Knight on Disney Plus. There is no way in hell Disney is going to have the balls to take this where it needs to go. After seeing a 30 or 45 second snippet, I've kind of changed my tune on that for two reasons. One, I don't think they could have cast a more perfect person to play Mark Spector than Oscar Isaac. Um, two, the little bathroom scene that we see where he's just pounding somebody into the ground and the entire bathroom is broken and there's blood smeared all over the floor. Mm -hmm. That leads me to believe that maybe Disney has grown some balls and they're going to take this character where it needs to go to make it a successful show. I'm hoping that's the case. We'll see. Well, perhaps. I've been burned before. It wasn't enough to really judge it on. Uh, it was nothing decided in one way or another none of this meant anything it it didn't but that that particular snippet it had a moon knight feel to it and that's moon knight's always been one of my top five favorite comic book characters and there's mm -hmm. reasons behind that for those that don't know who moon knight is think batman but possessed by the spirit of a homicidal 
homicidally maniac Egyptian god. Um, and that's who Moon Knight is. Um, he's the only one that Bullseye actively avoids. Uh, like I, I agree with Seth. Uh, I didn't. I, I don't. I just didn't care one way or the other because I didn't see anything. I went actively looking mm-hmm. for like the, like the She Hulk trailer. Could Did, care less. You can't find could it. Care, yeah, yeah, couldn't care less. Uh, they. Oh yeah, smart smart Hulk's back. Who gives yeah. a shit? All they did was yeah. announce things like, oh, OK, uh, more X-Men cartoons. <sighs> that was the best thing out of the whole goddamn event. Well, it's not more X-Men cartoons. They're continuing the X-Men cartoon series. Yeah, this that was the new. best thing they announced. Yeah, th- this is a continuation of the series, which is rad because, okay. for one, it's obviously got the best entry music of any cartoon in the history of cartoons. Um, yeah, there. And it had balls. Yeah, but I'll, I just now there there was one little detail that has kind of pissed me off and has given me zero hope for anything Star Wars going forward from Disney. Yeah, and that's the fact that Obi Wan and Darth Vader are going to fight in this Obi Wan show. And I could not be more against it. Why? Why? Because he's Vader? It makes no sense. sense. Show him on fucking screen. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. The first time they saw each other since they fought was on the Death Star when he said, I, you were, you know, I I am now, strike me down. Yeah, strike me down and I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. That was the first time they'd seen each other. Why? Do, okay, so they're gonna. He, uh, so Obi Wan's gonna leave Tatooine. Is he supposed to be watching Luke? This is so, a whole Vader, other conversation. So if Vader comes to Tatooine. What's the whole point? I, I don't. I don't under fucking stand. And I'm and I'm done Just with right here. lack of creativity. That right that's there coming out of Star Wars because you have the, so much you can do. This entire series is nothing more than another reason to put Darth Vader on screen to line their pockets. That's all this is. And Seth, you and I talked about this. We're going to have a conversation about about Star Wars and why it needs to stop here real soon. Because, yeah, uh, I don't want to make it the the. I don't want it to take over this conversation because it will. If it I will, yeah. not been, and I'm the one that usually makes it go there, and I'm saying we're going to stop this right now, and we're actually yeah. going to talk about this very soon. And that will be a lengthy episode, ladies and gentlemen. So get your popcorn. <laughs> Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So didn't care about Obi Wan. Agatha gets her own show now. It's could just, care less. I could care. It's, could care less. Yeah. This is the. There's, um, there's such a thing as fatigue, and God damn it, if I'm not feeling it, Marvel, you yeah. need to fucking slow down. The only ones that they mentioned that I'm even remotely interested in is a Moon Knight for selfish purposes. Again, he's one of my top five favorite comic book characters of all time. Um, I am kind of interested in the Spider-Man freshman year animated series. Um, I think that could be cool. Another Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. Never seen that. Um, Right. Um, The continuation of the X-Men cartoon and Secret Invasion. Um, I don't really know why I'm kind of here for Secret Invasion, but I am. Um, I have no explanation. I'm just kind of here for it. Everything else that they mentioned, um, yeah, good, 
pretty much care less. Is it one of the reasons that Marvel nearly went bankrupt in the 90s is because they kept putting out a bunch of shitty comics from every character they could fucking think of? Yeah. Oh, the dude, the dude that runs the coffee shop on the street, the Spider-Man frequency, he gets his own comic book now. Yeah, like we're getting an Echo show. I don't know who the fuck that is, but you're Ooh. giving us. Yeah, she <laughs> is going to be apparently Hawkeye's villain in the Hawkeye series, and we haven't even seen her on screen yet. And she's already getting her own series for what I can only ascertain is two reasons. One, she's a chick, and Marvel's hell bent determined to give women their own series, which is fine. I'm not against it. Don't get me wrong. But... No, it's, it's not the woman part. It's the just doing a series for whoever part. Yeah, and two, I... she and two, she's a deaf Native American. Native Native American. Um, th- that's the only reasons why I think they're making this show. I give um, them, I give them twenty years before they make a movie about me, just because <laughs> I watch the Marvel movies, and that's yeah. a spinoff in itself. Yeah, they they're um. This is all nothing more than cash grab. That is all it is. They are. They're gonna keep. They're gonna start driving people away because I'm already. They are. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid that's exactly what's gonna happen. It's starting to happen already. Who cares? You you are releasing way too much insignificant content. Uh huh. I agree. One hundred. Doing it just to do it. Exactly. They're doing it because they can. And I'm gonna choose my battles because I refuse to watch Agatha. No, I'm not gonna. Watch that. I still haven't uh, watched Eternals. I'm not going to watch. I haven't either. Oh, yeah, neither have I. I'm not going to watch most of the series that they say they're putting out. Um, I'm invested in the ones that I'm invested in. I'll pick and choose a couple of more, but I'm not watching this full slate. I might not I, ever. I don't even want to watch of, Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch Hawkeye probably. Um, and I might not <laughs> ever watch an episode of She Hulk because I don't care about She Hulk. She's not interesting to me. Never if has gonna, been. Unless they maybe, if, if they want to use this as an excuse to give us the Red Hulk, then maybe I'll check it out because I've been waiting on that. And he's supposed to, uh, you know, Julia Louise Dreyfus is setting up a team and we've got to have Red Hulk somewhere. Yeah. I mean, we have to. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross has got to be Red Hulk. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And, um, but again, I, I, I'm eagerly anticipating Moon Knight. Um, I think that is going to be a has. Has the potential to be a very fun, gritty series in the vein of Punisher or Daredevil, if they do it justice. Hope so. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm not holding. I'm not holding my breath. We'll, we'll no. see. We'll see. All right. So, everybody, good. Everybody, get it out of their system. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, splendid. Yeah, okay. Because uh, it's about to get a whole lot more negative. Really? So the. I got to tell you, this week I was kicking my own ass. I was like, I'm going to go buy myself a beer because I remember I like this movie is bad, but I don't I, I, there was an enjoyment. And I was just like, man, this movie is so fucking bad. Mm, yeah. But it, it, and we're, of course, talking about The Last Dragon starring Ty Mac and Vanity and Ernie Reyes Jr. And William, William H. Macy. William H. Chaz Palminteri. <laughs> Chaz Palminteri. In his very first acting role, I, I, mean, I completely forgot William H. Macy was in this movie. I did too. So did I. So did yeah. I. Had no idea. For 10 seconds, he's there. That's uh, all. That's all. Yeah. All right. So if you've never seen the movie, it is Cringy. the 
80s, yes. most 80s film that you will ever see. Ever. 80s, this, 80s. It's just... It's, it's yeah. it, 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 is, it is quintessential 80s schlock. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. It is so dumb. And it does not, <laughs> apolo- it does not apologize for it at all. At not at once. At any point in time. For those who don't know, Barry Gordy is the man who created this movie. If you don't know who Barry Gordy is, he was the vice. He was the president of Motown Records. Um, that's this is Barry a Motown Gordy picture. Mm-hmm. It's a. It is a Motown picture. Yes. Um, and my God, man, kind of, kind of like the Wiz. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they had to make a kung fu movie. And yeah, and oh, why not? Just... <laughs> So you you said this is bad, Ian, and I I cannot disagree with that notion, but I really enjoy watching this film. I I think this is a good, stupid time. Oh, yeah. It's so dumb because I my 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 hand was on my forehead a lot for this movie because I was like, (laughs) oh, I forgot about that. This is just ridiculous, but I'm still enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't regret my decision, but I was like, fuck, I really made this my pick. If it, if, if it wasn't for show enough, this movie does not work. No, because it, it damn sure it, wasn't Bruce Leroy. If you've ever heard us use the term <laughs> a shitload of dumb fun, if you were to look up the definition of that term in the dictionary, there's a picture of this movie right next to it. Yep. It's the epitome of a shitload of dumb fun. So, yeah, for, for those of you who may have clicked on this and haven't seen it just because you're curious, uh, this revolves around Bruce uh, or Leroy Green. Uh, the neighborhood kids call him Bruce Leroy because he's good at martial arts. And he's played by Ty Mac, who earns that fucking paycheck. Let me tell you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he earns that paycheck. Yeah. But he's a, he's a competent martial artist and looks I think good. He owns like, I think he owns his own gym now. Like he's yeah. shredded. He he's a black belt. Uh, I researched it after I watched it. He's a black belt in like five different forms of martial arts. So he's yeah, like yeah. legit. He's super legit. Yeah. Um, but it's it. He's so the his his master sends him on a quest to find pretty much intergalactic oneness, so you can get the glow, and which is he, like the force. Yeah, and it's a lie. But in his in his uh, dealings, he comes across. The Shogun of Harlem, Shonuff, who has his own gang. He wears football pads as armor <laughs> and, and has the best goddamn catchphrase ever. Mm-hmm. Who's the master? Shonuff. Who's, who's the prettiest? Shonuff. Who's the toughest? Who's the baddest man in the whole damn town? <laughs> it made like there was a, there was a scene where he smashes up a pizza place and I was like, well, he's been chewing on every other scene in the movie. Why not put him in an eatery? Yeah. Because holy crap! From the very yeah. first second yeah. he walks into the movie theater, it, the very first time you see him, ah, oh, I fell in love and, with him the first time I saw and, him. And, this and is that's, the best villain I've ever seen. And ever. that's almost our B plot. Our main plot is our main antagonist, Eddie Arcadian. Who was trying to get his talentless girlfriend? Oh, she was the worst. Famous by having uh, Vanity, who plays whatever her name is in the movie, uh, to play her video on her televised, uh, pretty much Soul Train show. 
That's all it was, yeah. It was 80s Soul Train. Train. Yep. And if you don't know who Vanity is, she was a 80s pop star that was put out there by Prince, and she must have the silkiest throat in the history of existence because her singing abilities were just not up to snuff. Um, I felt the same thing. I was like, she's mm-hmm. not that great. Dude. Like, what was Prince thinking? Uh, you know exactly what Prince is thinking. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. She's very fine to look at. <laughs> nah, she... Uh... You, you can tell why you've never heard of her outside of this movie if you've ever heard of her at all. I hadn't. Uh, but if you were if you grew up in the eighties, you knew who Vanity was. Just like the very first video they showed, El DeBarge. Um, that which was is fucking the, hilarious. Which is the oh, oh, enemy? You, you mean which, yes, like, uh, Michael Jackson? Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. At one point in time, people purposely dressed and acted like that man. Um, and that was a hit song in the eighties. Oh, was that singing. was a good. Uh, it's a great song. Yeah, it's a yeah. great song. I was like, I, I, I've heard the song a million times. I love it. But uh, yeah, this. What's funny is like, they. You would think that the record producer and you know, uh, show enough. They're surprisingly not in the movie a lot. A, a lot of this, I, I was surprised at how much time they spent in Vanity's club. Yeah. At the beginning, I was like, God damn, we've oh, been yeah. here for 10 fucking minutes. Yeah, not only do you get that whole entire, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wish.com Michael Jackson's song, you get the yeah. whole thing. You got, you, got all, you got all of El DeBarge. Then El you get Vanity singing a song in yep. its entirety. Back and back. It was god awful. Mm-hmm. God awful. She couldn't that carry song was terrible. It was it was absolutely trash. I, I, I don't think a singer could have pulled that song off. It's no, just feeling to listen to. It was trash by eighty standards, and if you grew up in the eighties, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> and that says a lot. Yeah, it does. What a time to be alive. I miss uh, it. Can, can we please talk about uh, Bruce Leroy's thirty-two-year-old, uh, twelve-year-old brother? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love this kid. He was the he was one of the best parts of the movie. I could not figure out how old he was supposed to be. They never tell you. No. At first, at one point, if you ever watched Psych or Holes, I was like, is that a young Dooley Hill? It's not. But I'm like, it's not. I don't I don't know who that is, but I like I feel like I've seen it before. But the, just the way he talks, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna slap Bruce Leroy when he gets home. I'm like, who, who talks like this? That's my get your hands off my woman. His um baby sister in the movie was Rudy from the Cosby Show. Yeah, that was Keisha Napoleon. Yep. Hmm. Oh man. So, what, what did y'all think of? And, and it was the stupidest thing ever. It was when Vanity takes Bruce Leroy back to her club. It's like in the middle of the movie, and she shows him all uh, the Bruce Lee movies. Yes. And he just starts. He's like, oh, the, the stupid look on his face mm. when Bruce Lee started playing. He looked like a eighteen-year-old with a two-year-old's face that just that just you just took their nose. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. the first thing he says, he goes, "Oh, oh, Bruce, Fist of yeah. Fury," and then they start showing the big boss. <laughs> it was so dumb, and then he's, and he's just going, "Wah!" Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That that's one that's one that was one of the moments where I was like, I hate myself. 
Because <laughs> this I mean, is this is Velveeta cheese. Oh, oh, it, oh my god, dude! It, but yeah. you know, some sometimes Velveeta cheese in a, with with a nice little bit of sausage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you can you can you're, you're uh, guilty as hell after eating it. And but. Vanity wanted that sausage. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> well, that was Vanity. That's what Vanity was known for. She wanted everybody's sausage. Um, but I digress. The, the The dialogue in this movie was not going to win any Academy Awards for sure. No. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. It was it was laughably bad for most of the entire movie, um, with the exception of a few catchphrases, mostly by Shonuff. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, Bruce Leroy would drop a line in there that was pretty funny. Um, but his brother pretty much. Yeah, he was the one line king. The, he, he was the one line king. Yeah, I, I um, there there is one moment from Ty Mac that that uh, that it was genuinely funny. To me. It gave me a genuine laugh. Is when he's outside the disguise delivering the pizza. Yeah, and he starts talking at all these voices trying to disguise it. He just walks in with his regular Ty Mac voice. <laughs> that was pretty fucking funny. Um, yeah. But you know, another positive for the film is it's, uh, it's got some pretty good fighting. Yeah, it does. Um, it's, it's decent. It's yeah. very, it's very, very decent. Like it was, like even though he's like this, you know, martial arts master, it was pretty obvious that nobody else was. Right. Yeah. Like, he was the he he was the only one showing up to set that day that knew what the hell that he was doing. Because yeah, when he's fighting alone or just practicing, he looks great. But when he's fighting other people, like yeah. I could have done that. Yeah, the the only other person in this movie that had any sense of martial arts skill whatsoever was a very young Ernie Reyes Jr. Yes. Um, who is just, I mean, Ernie Reyes Jr., if you don't know who that is, watch the Ninja Turtles. Um, yeah, he's in the second one. Yeah. And he, and yeah. What's, fun, what's funny is you never see him again after that yeah. until Indiana Jones 4. And I remember what being in the theater watching Indy Four, which talk about wanting to kill myself. But mm-hmm. uh, one of the tribesmen in in like the middle of the movie was played by him, and I'm like, I don't want to sound racist, but that looks a lot <laughs> like the the neat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two kid. And I looked it up on my phone, and I was like, oh, thank God, I was right. <laughs> but you know what, though, um, that last fight in the club was pretty entertaining, um, mm. and the fact that everyone they're beating up came straight out of streets of fucking rage. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it pretty much did. Uh I would I was thinking about it when it was over and I'm like is it wrong of me to say that I, I wouldn't hate if they made a sequel to this movie right now? I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I was watching an interview with Timac last night after I watched the film and they tried to sign him into a contract to make two sequels to this film. He would have made like $100,000 off the second movie and like $300,000 off the third movie. That Motown money, baby. And he, well, I mean, (laughs) he felt so disrespected by the offer that he turned it down and Barry Gordy never spoke to him again. Um, his His lawyer was like, if this movie blows up and makes millions of dollars, you'll never see more than $300,000. And he, he felt disrespected by the contract offer and didn't sign. But yes, there was a plan to have a second and third installment of this movie. There have also been uh, little trickles of talk of a remake of this film. 
it should never have showed up and it never happened it should never happen no i want i want to i want a sequel i don't want a remake i want climax to come back as in shape and you know swole as he is right now and yeah, have to do something get else. him get him a great fight choreographer. Get him some good stuntmen. Uh, this mm. could uh, this could be great. Yeah. I would love a sequel to this film. Yeah, because he's um, he's still in shape and in his prime. He still knows what he's doing. Uh, yeah. Maybe he could be teaching someone else, and they go yeah. on a double adventure, master and student. That'd be fun. I mean, unfortunately, we wouldn't get another cameo by Shona because tragically he passed away a few yeah. years back. Um, but. Yeah, a sequel. If I think Jonathan done, Majors could pull that off. Yeah, yeah. A sequel, if done with respect, could be pretty good. I'm I'm googling it right now. What the hell happened to Vanity? She died. Yeah, yeah. She died back. Drug um, overdose. Uh, no. Well, she was addicted to crack for like ten years, and it eventually killed her. Um, mm, organ. Yeah. She died in 2016. Yeah, organ failure, things of that nature. So, um, matter of fact, I think. Uh, time back in the interview I saw last night said that she was pretty much high on crack the entirety of the filming of this movie. <laughs> Especially with those, uh, what the fuck was she doing? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The arms, like, in, I mean, dude, you can't not look at it. it it's, it's a wreck. I don't think I'll, I'll watch this movie the I, same again, knowing that. I, I look, I look over at my girlfriend, she's watching it with me, and she's just got this. Look on her face like she smelled a fart. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I. I, I actually. She's like, I, I, and she said, "I think this. I think this is what this movie does to me now." This. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely one of those movies that, unless you grew up in or around the '80s, you're just not going to appreciate it like the rest of us are. I think and you, you introduced it if you're if you're either a fan of martial arts or you're just a fan of film in general. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a film nerd, you'll you'll enjoy watching this movie because, you know, there's a lot of things that are, you know, there's it's so bad it's great. Yeah. Um, surprisingly enough, the editing I felt in this movie was pretty good. Um, you know, from a cinematic <laughs> standpoint, the technical aspects of the film, the photography, they're, the editing, they're, um, they're okay. What, the, it wasn't the, the, the edit from uh, whatever happens before the pizza uh, mm-hmm. demolishment that that was just a hard cut and it, yeah it was jarring um, but uh, and that's another thing about the movie we had, we end on this happy note and Ty Mac gets the girl and they get on the elevator and go fucking the ceiling but you know his family's fucking actual fucking ruin now right talk about them. <laughs> That's the last uh, time you see them. They're still crying in the corner on the floor of the pizza place has been destroyed. <laughs> and Timex's all fucking pop stars. Oh boy, this movie's so bad. I love it. It is yeah, it's it's a very this is a quintessential when you hear about bad B movies, this is it. Uh, yeah. But it's it, it's bad in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. All the wrong reasons. Yeah, this is oh, this yeah. is this is like watching the room or watching a Neil Breen film or exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, things of that nature, you know, Velocipaster, shit like that. Sure. Uh, Sharknado. You know, it's in the same I, vein. It's, I do watch this movie from time to time. I see it and I'm like, okay, all right, it's time to watch this again. Yeah. But uh 
this is a this is the perfect movie to just get completely stoned out of your gourd and sit back and laugh for an hour and 45 minutes because if i didn't have to work this morning i would have done exactly that because i was like i wish i was high right now i should have done this last night (laughs) oh boy yeah it's uh you know what can you say it's it's epic cheese yes it is epic cheese we didn't we, we didn't even talk about the uh, evil record producer, who Eddie Arcadian. Yeah, yeah, he is just. I think he's just as much fun as Show Nuff. He is. Yeah, because yeah. like he's so bad at what he does. Like, yeah. He's like he's like he's like I'm gonna make her a star. I'm like really because I can speak for America and go ahead and tell you that bitch needs to stop talking. Yeah. Hmm. Eddie Arcadian is like every '80s cartoon villain that ever was. Um, oh, yeah. He's not like, even cartoons; just every '80s villain. He's, uh, the, he's, the sleazy businessman. He's yeah. I'm. You you just said it perfectly. He is your typical '80s sleazy businessman in a B film. I mean, he's he chews the fat and he doesn't let up. Um, he just he owns it. He owns he that role so perfectly. I mean, the first thing he's wearing a tux at his own fucking house to watch. Maybe they'll play this video. Yeah, <laughs> he's so convinced that it's going to happen. It's going to be a big success. And then, and then they don't. Nobody crosses, you know, me. I'm like, who the fuck? Who talks like that? <laughs> and was that was that a barracuda in the fish tank? Is that what I don't even remember. I don't, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, but it was hairy. Whatever it was. <laughs> Just that random. Just was that was just there? It was like it you're was just there. there. It was the most random shit ever. It's like what? I got a mutant <laughs> fucking fish. He's a Bond villain. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, God bless this movie. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, you haven't, if you haven't watched it, you might not love it, but you're gonna laugh at it, and that's exactly oh, the yeah. point. Because, like we said earlier, I've seen I I've seen middle school plays acted better than Timac, mm-hmm. but he wasn't really brought on for his acting abilities. He was no, there, just because he could there, kick your ass. There, there was something very charming about his character, though, that made it work. The the innocence of him, yeah, it, yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah, he's so new to acting that it, it, it's almost like he's so socially awkward that it actually works because he is to, to a degree. It does so yeah. weird. He actually said that he came in to the audition in his karate gi because he was so naive he didn't understand what he was auditioning for. He thought he was actually auditioning for a martial arts tournament. He had no idea this was going to be a movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he gets there and he's like, everybody's reading scripts. And he's like, um, <laughs> why is nobody else geet out? <laughs> why am I the only one in a karate gi? I actually buy that. Oh, boy. I got to go watch this interview because that sounds amazing. It's on Vlad TV. Check it out. Oh, um, right. But yeah, I mean, what more can be said about this film that hasn't been said already? It's just... Uh, I, I forgot a very important part uh, of this movie. Mm. That's the music. Oh, it's so 80s. It's yeah, very. I, it's I so love, 80s. Oh, the, the intro song and the song about the glow and to Elder Barge. It's it's so good. This might be one of the very first movies ever made in which there is music playing pretty much through the entirety of the film. Pretty much. Yeah. In some capacity, there's there's a video in the background 
or on the radio or vanity is singing or mm-hmm. the chick with the god awful voice is singing yeah. or somebody's singing something throughout the entirety of the film and then and then you got the asian three stooges uh lip syncing and <laughs> dancing which is just <laughs> awesome dude this movie is it, it's appropriation the film everyone in this and that's what makes it a little smart is because everyone in this movie is appropriating something yeah yeah uh, timac is appropriating asian culture you got the asian the three asians that are appropriating black culture you've got Shonuf who's appropriating whatever he wants to appropriate <laughs> and, and, you, and then you also have um eddie arcadia eddie arcadia appropriating success so yeah it, on the on you know on I, I can see the theme behind it, which is which makes it watchable. Mm-hmm. It, you, you know, you may not notice it on the front page, but your brain's being told this shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a it's a it's a decently made film. I I, yeah. I recommend at least one watch. Yeah, at least one watch. I mean, at you owe it to yourself. Is. Yeah. And if you can score some marijuana when jeff gets off work before you do that mm-hmm. i highly recommend doing that <laughs> yeah for sure because you have to be stoned out of your gourd to watch this movie that's the only it's not the only way to, but it really it, it will help a lot yeah yes. it will make it more enjoyable not that it's not enjoyable sober because it is it yeah but this is watching not it, this is not a this <clears throat> is not a movie that i would sit and drink to i no. had to be stoned like there, yeah. there's an appropriate vice for this film and marijuana is definitely the one yes yeah, it wa- wa- watch it if you've never seen it before watch it stone and then watch it sober and um you'll get the full experience <laughs> yeah oh man so seth what you got for us next mm. week well we're in the month of november and thanksgiving is fast approaching and there are only two movies that i can think of that actually are set around Thanksgiving. I can't uh, think of one. One of them people have really never heard of, so I, I kind of backed off of it. So we are going to talk about John Hughes's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, starring Steve okay. and John Candy. I, I love this film. If it's got John Candy in it, I'm there. 100%. <laughs> he is making a face. <laughs> Have you never seen this movie? I've never seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, boy. I think you're in for a treat. If you like John Hughes, then... I like John John Hughes. Everything everything pre-Home Alone. If you like all of that work... I never watched a lot of John Candy because I've seen parts of Spaceballs and I hated it. Uh, I liked Uncle Buck. I liked Mm. that one. And I only recently just saw that one a couple years ago. Uh, but I like John Hughes a lot. I like Ferris Bueller. I love The Breakfast Club. You like and, Steve Martin. And I love Steve Martin. I'll never not yeah. love Steve Martin. Yeah. Well, that, that's, it, it, who you, that's who you get. You got Steve Martin and John Candy and John Hughes film. Yeah, I think you're in for a treat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, it's, it's, uh, it's like the only Thanksgiving film. The other one is Dutch, and that starts Ed O'Neill, and it's not very good. I don't Dutch know if that was is. okay. Dutch was okay. So I think planes, trains, and automobiles is is worth talking about more than that other. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a it's a as far as comedies are concerned, from that specific group of individuals within this mm-hmm. movie, it's it's up there. Um, you know, if you're talking about your Steve Martins, your Martin Shorts, your John Candies, your Dan Aykroyd, your Bill Murrays, you have to lump this in with that. Oh, it's, it's definitely in with it. 
Yeah. Uh, but we will talk about that next week. I'm here for it. All righty. And hopefully we don't get any more shitty Disney Plus news until then that we have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Spider-Man is fast approaching and so is Hawkeye. I'm, I'm just uh, going to wait until The Eternals is on Disney Plus before I even sit down and watch it because I'm not paying for this piece of shit. No, I'm not either. Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, comes out this week. So, um, no, I don't care. No, no, don't, don't care. care huh? All right. Sorry, Paul Rudd. I love you to death, but uh, I, I, I just don't care. How, how many times are filmmakers going to have to be told? Ghostbusters was lightning in a bottle. You yeah. cannot recreate that movie. It cannot be done. Nope. Stop well, trying. And here's the, here's the thing. The best you can Ghostbusters do is... 2 was just the first movie all over again. Pretty it much. Was. Yeah. But that's I, all I, it was. I really did enjoy Ghostbusters 2. I enjoy it for the wrong reasons. I enjoy well, it. For one of reasons. them being uh, <laughs> uh, Sigourney Weaver's boss uh, with the stupid accent. And <laughs> that's Johan. about Johan. Yeah. Oh, that's about and, it. Yonish. Oh, and the Yonish. fact that the. Oh, and the fact that the whole main cast was uh, tricked into signing off for this movie under false pretenses. They were giving it, they were given a different script. And then they oh. got to the set and were like, what is this? What are we filming? And it's too late. You signed a contract. I did not know all that. Well, I, I don't think that this film, like you said, you can't replicate Ghostbusters, but you can pay a decent homage to what I think. And I believe that's what this film is going to try and do. Yeah. And that's that's one of the main reasons why I'm going to watch it. Well, you I just want people to stop. I mean, you can tell a you can tell a continuation story all you want. You'll never be able to recreate its charm. No, no matter mm-hmm. who you have writing it, you just can't do it. Yeah, and that's why I said Paul Rudd, love you to death, but you're just not going to be able to do it for me. So, uh, respectfully, I'll wait for Ant Man, the Wasp two or three or whatever. <laughs> I'll see. You, I'll see you there. All right. But um, and I still have no idea what I'm going to pick two weeks out. So I'll let you know next week. Okay. Well, righty. Well, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Later, y'all. Later, later.